Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of me, myself and 40k with me, your host, the Inquisitor Archer, known on the internet. Episode 32. Ooh, we're getting there, aren't we? So, what have we got planned for this podcast? Well, as usual, the usual structure of updates for Warhammer. Well, we've got things bringing out. We've got the story time, which I think is quite a good on this time. And then we've got the chat along. And obviously the quizzes with the misses, quizzing my missus, the wonderful, the amazing, the beautiful Amber herself. Should be quite a good one, I think, this one. All that in one podcast. If you don't already know, obviously we are a podcast of 40k, so we discuss the tabletop Warhammer war game. 40k, so it's just lore, and obviously even copying all that in one podcast. What more could you want? So without further ado, we will go to the next section, which will be the... All right, all right. So the updates for the last few weeks, well, it'll be like a month now, I think. So what have we got? Well, for all those Chaos Cultists and Chaos Spawns out there listening, finally, by now, the Chaos Codex finally dropped. Obviously, hopefully, at this point, they would pre-release all the new miniatures as well. So the Torments, the Mutants, the things, putting the new sprues in the Chaos Space Marines, or should I say Legionnaires box as it were, because now they've rechanged the name from Chaos Space Marines because it's too close to Space Marines. Now it's Legionnaires. So that should all have happened by now. And a few things that I've obviously learned from other YouTubers or other 40k content creators and stuff like that. The suit of the cultists and I would have thought the traitor guards from the kill team box set would have been like separate. So you'd have had like the cultists, mobs, and then you'd have had the traitor guardsmen, which is not the case. You just basically mix and match them, which I guess is okay. But the way I see it is the legionnaires could be a little bit better at shooting or... I don't know, they have better high morale or something like that. I don't know. And also the models look completely different. Yeah, well, that's all right. But I'm sure we are fed up with all the chaos stuff. So what more has GW given us? Well, he gave us a big sort of shout out. He gets excited for some new paints. So 25 new contrast paints and some new shades as well. So I just want to go over a few of the names which I like and some of the colors which I'm like, oh, that might be very useful. So obviously, very generic ones. So you've got the Black Legion, obviously Chaos, Black. But it looks like a very different black. It's kind of like a dirty black instead. So that might be useful for, you know, doing other things and just having a nice clean black instead, which I use for, obviously, my Death Watch. Well, obviously, I paint them. I spray them and then paint them black. I don't actually use contrast. But I have used black contrast for on... What did I use it for? I used it on something else. But yeah, it's it's a good it's a good contrast. It's a good contrast. Also, we've got things like Bad Moon Yellow, so obviously the Orcs, so it's a very bright yellow. Another one which I think is kind of strange is Mantis Warrior Green, so it's very specific, because obviously Mantis Warriors are a Space Marine chapter, and now they have their own green, which it's kind of a nice green, it's kind of like, it's not a dark green, it's kind of almost like an olivey, camoey, sort of khaki green, and yeah, it's quite nice, and also I think you could use it with other things, you could darken it up, you could lighten it up with other things. And then another one which I find very interesting is called Rattling Grime. Now this one looks like it's like a dirty brown. Now this I think could be used for shading as well or it could be used for highlight shading. So obviously doing like using it as sort of the Warhammer painters, which are very good painters. They use it, they've used contrast sort of like around edges of things. So it can be, you can make like edges grimy and be pretty, I guess it'd be pretty useful for not just miniatures, but also train features as well. So I do quite like that. That's the updates for the paints. However, we've got a few other updates for other things as well. 
So we've had a little bit more information about the squats, or I shouldn't say that because they don't, be, they don't like being called squats, but the leagues of Votan. So the leagues of Votan are basically, well, the squats, which I've just said I shouldn't say, but whatever. What are they going to do? They give us a little bit more information about, because we've got some pictures coming out. Oh, we had pictures coming out with like the whole squad. So obviously they, they showed like shadowed images of all of them, but now they're showing us like, so they've got like plasma pistols and like, plasma axes and plasma like swords and stuff and they've got all kinds all different kinds of weapons like is it fusion right blasters or fusion rifles they have like heavy las guns they have like uh, they have bolters but obviously their type of bolter they have rare rifles as well so obviously the tower players are like oh they're using our rare rifle but like actually no your tower player squats gave you the rare rifle <laughs> so that's kind of interesting but the most interesting thing is they give a size comparison to a space marine so a primary space marine comprised uh, size to a squat model and it's almost like half the size i mean his head his head and his helmet come up to like sort of like just below the chest area of a primary space marine so they are small <laughs> so fair play they've made a good size comparison compared to the new space marine so that would be interesting to see how big they are to grots the grots are tiny aren't they <laughs> so that's interesting to see and the last thing I want to talk about for updates, because obviously this, obviously, again, I always say this too on my, on my podcasts, that this information is already available on the sort of Warhammer community, Warhammer website. So obviously I'm not endorsed or I'm not, you know, sort of sponsored by Warhammer. However, I obviously, if you want to get the full information, then go to, and this is the information I get it from, is go to the Warhammer community website on obviously Warhammer. And obviously this will be slightly old, but obviously if you want my opinion on it, this is what I'm doing is I'm giving my opinion on what they've dropped over the last sort of few weeks and obviously what I feel about it, which I feel about this new sort of short video they just recently in the last week dropped out, which is the new Kill Team box set or supposedly a new Kill Team box set should be coming out and it's really vague. It's just basically just like a camera going down towards like a, like a, a small corridor that's like littered with all kinds of stuff and then it's like a it's like a, an armored bulkhead sort of like armored door here like heavy breathing there's somebody like walking not much to go by but they did give us a little more insight to what would be in the box set and obviously they've actually they've actually sort of hinted it's going to be in the space hulk so the next sort of kill team area as it were is going to be in a space hulk which is kind of cool i kind of like that that kind of sort of eeriness as it were if anybody doesn't know what a space hulk is a space hulk is a mal amalgamation of all sort of like all different types of ships it could be imperial ships it could be all kinds of different ships orc ships sort of like compressed and like pushed together and it's sort of like smashed together like and also can be parts of like comets or space like debris and stuff that kind of all it's gone into the warp and it's kind of like malgid or like you're kind of melted and together and it, then it's like popped out so space hawks are very sort of they're not rare, but you don't see them very often in the war, for, for Warhammer 40k. But what happens is when when like the warp opens up randomly, and then it sometimes it just goes Bleh! and just like poops out a space hulk. And like I said, it could be like an amalgamation of all kinds of different space uh, cruisers or spaceships. Uh, and also, like I said, it can also it can be like halfway in a, a rocket, um, halfway in like a comet or like space debris and stuff. So it's kind of fun. And obviously, that's where the game comes from, Space Hulk, where obviously Terminators are fighting Gene Stealer cults in in the Space Hulk. So that's normally where there's normally like demons or Gene Stealers or all kinds of like mutants and things in these in these Space Hulks, so like a labyrinth, a maze of like all these different sort of spaceships, as it were. It's kind of cool. 
long-winded ex- explanation there. However, this new kill team, which I do love kill team, and they gave us a little hint. So, oh, and they gave us they gave us a little hint of as obviously it's Imperium, and they gave us a little model which is like a little robot, and it looks like what my my dad told me he used to use when he was in the army. He was, he was an engineer in the army, he's a Remy. And they used to use like these um, little robots, little tracks on them. You might have seen them in like movies and stuff where they like they, they like like pick up bombs and stuff. And he said that they used to have like shotguns on them and everything. Put used to put like shotguns on little arms that open doors and things. And basically, that's what it is. Now the Imperium call them a CAT or a Cyber Altered Task Unit. So I think it should really be CTU, but whatever. And they said like, oh, who does it belong to? Well, it's obviously the Imperium, isn't it? And I've got a few things. If you see the mo- if you see the model itself, because one of the new kill team sort of posts, it's basically a little robot. It's got like a little lens on it, and they say like, "Oh, it's the best sort of video capture to let people know what's happening." So give me like a heads up. Now the little model itself, if you see it, it's got little tracks on it. It's got like little radio uh, sort of antenna at the back. It's got a big sort of long sort of like cap like it's like camera picture thing on the top, but on the sides. It's got two distinctive imperial eyes. So they could be anything from, and I've written down here on my notes, it could be the Inquisition. So we could, have, we could finally have a Inquisition kill team, which would be awesome. So hopefully they could even like bring in actual models of Inquisition acolytes, which obviously you can include in Inquisitorial list army lists, which obviously I converted several out of like different other things. A small section of like acolytes that I've converted from like Beastmen, Sisters, Kari Witches, uh, Skatari Rangers, and Scouts, so Space Marine Scouts and stuff like that. So, yeah, so just amalgamation. Apart from that, that'd be pretty cool if it's the Inquisition. But I don't know how GWR with the Inquisition. I mean, they brought out that new Inquisition Odin Malleus model uh, for the Black Library thing. However, it could be another Rogue Trader, another Rogue Trader kill team. So, obviously, the old one. From the kill team first edition, we had the rogue trader, and we had like the rogue trader, and then like there was like a dock and engineer, and like we had like the voids guard or the voidsman, as it were, the uh, void arms and that. And so they look pretty cool. And you got the little doggy as well, the little doggy. And then there was the assassin as well, I think as well. That are pretty cool. But the one that I think it could be more likely, and somebody pointed this out very sort of sort of pointed it out in a video. When Games Workshop put out the video for the new guard, somebody pointed out that the bases of the new Kasakin, so like basically the old stormtroopers, their bases look completely different than the whole rest of the army. So I'm thinking, putting one to one together, is it could be the Kasakin kill team. It could be a Kasakin kill team with a robot. And I I look back on the pictures and the video to see if any of them had like, I don't know, like, you know, a computer remote control or, you know, like a, you know, like a remote control for like a, you know, like a, a robot or something. I couldn't see one, but obviously that's not the case where they might just, might have not just shown it. It could be part of the kit, but they just haven't shown it. So at the moment, my money is towards an Imperial Guard or an Imperial Guard Kassikin or something similar to that. But like I said, it could be Inquisition, could be Rogue Trader, could be something completely different. So I believe in the, the three main ones, I think. Anyway, I think that's enough for the updates. So let's go to the next section, which will be the story time. Right, it's that time of the podcast. It's story time. All right, well, I hope everyone is enjoying the stories. Obviously, what I write myself, quite therapeutic, actually, writing stories about short stories about 40K. Maybe I should put in like omnibus and I don't know how it authored. Anyway. 
My throat is a bit croaky, but we'll try and deal with that. So if anybody doesn't know, obviously I, I write short stories, like I just said, and then obviously I read them out in this section. So and obviously they're different ones. So we've had like Death Watch, Orc, Space Wolves, all kinds. Right, so this one is, it's actually a two-parter actually. Amber, my obviously wonderful partner, obviously I was writing this and I was like, oh, this, and I was saying to her, oh, this is really long. I put it in, she's like, just put it in two parts. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, quite a good idea. So, you know, Amber again, improving the show or the uh, podcast. So this one is about a Adeptus Sorority or a Sister of Battle leader or canoness, canoness Pyrecroft or Lorena Pyrecroft. And she is fighting some renegade Imperial Guard. And she's been tasked to find the traitorous or hereticus sort of a leader of this force who is a radical inquisitor so i hope you enjoy it part one of radically puritan the battle was going well for the devil's sororities the sisters of battle had aggressively pushed forward to take key parts of the battlefield i was now thinning the enemy's numbers in fierce firefights however even with the sisters seeing as if they were on the turning point of the battle they hadn't achieved it without losses themselves the immolator that Lorena was being transported in with a squad of her dominion who were assault specialists had suffered a punishing amount of damage and the squad had, them, had to emergency disembark. As Lorena and the squad of five sisters had exited the vehicle, they immediately came under fire from a storm of small arms. Two of the sisters went down with mortal wounds to the heads and chest. Not even their blessed power armour saved them from so many shots. Lorena quickly muttered a prayer of peace for her sisters to hopefully allow their soul to be guided to the Emperor of Mankind. After her rush ceremony over her fallen sisters, this is when Lorena rose and stood tall with the remaining sisters who were taking cover behind anything they could and returning fire with their artificer storm bolters. Lorena shouted encouragement to her remaining sisters not to falter and continue to fight to the end. For her sisters to see her, in all her glory, giving them encouragement, was enough to make them fight a little bit harder. Lorena, after all, was their commander. She was Canoness Lorena Pyrecroft, Order of the Holy Chalice. She was their leader, and she was leading them from the forefront of the battle, as she had done in many missions. This mission was to crush the Traitorious Imperial Guard Regiment that had come under the control of a renegade and radical inquisitor, Inquisitor Mindstruck. Her orders were to crush the regiment and to make the Inquisitor show himself. Lorena's order was to execute the traitor Inquisitor under the jurisdiction of her own commander. Lorena knew that the Inquisitor was close by, as she had been getting a shadowed feeling in the back of her mind, as if someone was always standing behind her, spying on her just out of her sight. This she knew was the tricks of the Inquisitor as she knew very well that Mindstruck was a powerful sight and that he had been known to use his warp-tainted powers to help him and his radical work. Lorena would not allow the Inquisitor to play his mind games with her, and her faith shielded her from such low and devious tactics, and she was able to push the shadowy unease from the back of her mind. At this, she opened a general channel on her Voxling in her power armour and shouted, which would be heard, by anyone in, in a certain proximity to her and any sort of Vox communication. Stop playing your twisted mind games, Manstrom. Come out and face me, you coward. Lorena knew that the Inquisitor would hear her transition, and she knew even better 
like the Inquisitor, like many others she knew, would take the bait from being called out, as that was one weakness the so-called members of the Inquisition had, which was pride. It wasn't long after her Vox transition had gone out that she and the remainder of the Dimine squad was fired upon by support of weapons fire. Plasma and melter shots rained in from two sides. Her and the remainder of her sisters had to take cover otherwise to be incinerated by the new firepower. The Renner cursed under her breath as she knew it was the Inquisitor's doing. After opening her Vox link, the Inquisitor must have used a back relay to determine roughly where her location was on the battlefield. It was a very simple battlefield tactic, but still a cowardly move, she thought, when she had just called him out. Lorena opened up another box link. This time it was only to her sister squads nearby. Assistance needed, my sisters. I and Phoenix squad are pinned down under special weapons fire. We have already taken casualties. This is priority, Lorena quickly ordered. Almost straight away, each squad leader, Sister Superior, sounded off down the Vox to give a quick response on their status, and none reported to be in good, a good position to support her canoness, even how much they wanted to. Lorena didn't give up hope though, as she knew that the God Emperor wouldn't needlessly abandon her and her sisters. In the moment she tried to gather her thoughts, and as she comp- contemplated saying a prayer of guidance, she heard her voice crackle on again, and she heard a soft, angelic voice speak to her. My Canoness, this is Superior Layla. We are coming in on your position now. We will be with you momentarily. The Vox then cut out, and as the angelic voice had said, Rena heard blazing engines as five winged shadows fell over her. As Rena took a moment to look up to witness the moment, almost in slow motion, Five sisters with metal-winged jetpacks flew swiftly over her and the Dominion squad taking cover from the barrage of plasma and melter in a V-shaped formation. As Lorena gazed up, she knew who they were. They had a reputation among Lorena's forces as Layless Angels. They were a Seraphim squad, highly trained sisters that used jump packs to execute rapid assaults. Lorena watched as Laylith and her squad flew over and quickly disengaged their jetpacks and leaned backwards before rapidly engaging them again to abruptly stop their forward momentum and keep themselves airborne. This manoeuvre kicked up a lot of dust in the area and with the added smoke from the fuel being burned by the Seraphim jet jump packs, it made it much more difficult to see. In this moment, all of Laylith's angels opened fire through the dust and smoke each sister dual-wielding bolt pistols and Layleth herself plasma pistol. They focused their fire on the location of one of the special weapons teams of the enemy guard that was pinning Lorena and her squad down. Four moments later, the whole Seraphim squad jinxed with their jump packs to the right in an almost synchronized movement, then started unloading their weapons into the area where the second special weapons team had been located. It didn't take long before the Seraphim squad stopped firing reloaded their pistols while mid-flight before settling down right behind Lorena and taking up positions of arcs of fire to support Lorena and the remains of the Dominion squad, giving them covering fire if needed. By the time the dust and the smoke had cleared, it revealed a scene of utter carnage. In their daring manoeuvre, Layla's angels had completely cut down both special weapon teams of the guardsmen. All that was left were bloody bodies or body parts lying in awkward positions with a multitude of bullet holes and of plasma burns. Lorena was impressed as always with Lilith and her angels. 
They had truly done the Emperor's work. However, she also realised then how the Dominion Squad had fared. Their bodies lay all on the ground, none of them moving apart from one, which coughed to make themselves known to be alive. Lorena moved over to the sister, lying propped up with some rubble on the floor. The canoness recognised the wounded sister. It was the superior, the leader of the Dominion Squad, Sister Jadith. She had been wounded several times from Lasgun and Melter shots. Her pink hair was matted with blood from a wound on her head. Lorena kneeled beside her and took her gauntleted hand in her own. It was then Jadith realised that it was her canoness that was knelt beside her. She tried to move but was so badly wounded and her leader eased her with a firm but reassuring hand on her shoulder to relax her. Rest, sister. You'll need your strength for the next fight, will you not? Lorena tried to jest to relax her wounded comrade. The superior tried to relax, took a deep breath in, and then tried to slow her breathing. I have called for a hospitalia's aid, sister. If you stay strong, you will live to serve the emperor another day. Lorena tried to give her some encouragement. Sister Jadith reached for her chaplet and beads, which every sister wore to represent acts of humble penance. Jadith clasped it in her hand and lay it on her chest. Lorena could just hear her reciting prayers of forgiveness and hope. Lorena stood and then looked down at her wounded sister and said proudly, I think you have earned another bead, sister, don't you? Jadith slowly opened her eyes only to give her canoness a weak nod of acknowledgement before closing her eyes again and quietly continuing with her prayers. It was then Lorena noticed movement ahead of her. It didn't take her long to notice a shadowed figure walking out towards her through the dust and smoke. As the figure came into view, breaking through the obscuring dust and smoke, Lorena recognised who they were. Mind struck, Lorena said through her gritted teeth. Alright everyone, this is the chat along section of my podcast episode. Everyone knows that I pick a subject and I sort of kind of talk about it. Normally I have a guest, but again, this episode I do not. However, hopefully for the next one I will. So, what are we going to talk about today? You say, are we going to talk about chaos? No, because we've talked about we've talked about that several episodes long now. So I think people are getting a bit, probably a bit bored of chaos, even though I'm interested in, in all that stuff, the new Chaos Codex and all the new models coming out, the mutants, the tormented, <laughs> they're kind of fun. What are we talking about? Now this fits in with, obviously this will fit in with the next part, which will be the quiz. I'm going to talk about sort of strong, strong female characters in the 40k. So we'll really... What I'm going to do is say actually more about how 40k has changed over the years and additions. Certainly since when I first started, which was all the way back in the start of third, end of second, start of third. So, you know, it's going about 15 plus years, as it were, to now to the ninth edition. Now, you know, exclaimers, this is all my opinion. So, yes, it might be slightly biased. But it's my opinions and that's why I think about how it has changed as opposed to has it changed for the better? Has it changed for the worse? You know, why why, why have they done this? Why have they done that? It's, and I'll get into this. I'll get into this. So I'm going to start now. I'll get into this. So I've kind of broken things down into sort of how it's changed, how I, my perspective has changed from the era from third to ninth. So not actually ninth, third to ninth itself, the editions themselves, because obviously I'm sure I've talked about that enough. But how it, how people play, you know, how sort of like the sort of not, not the cult, but like the 
the people who played and how it played and how, how it was sort of like portrayed sort of back then to it is now sort of thing. And we're going to look at sort of the models, the players, and how also how Warhammer itself has changed as a company to accommodate these kinds of changes for everyone. And then obviously then we'll go over, I think, a few of the sort of lists and we'll go on to some of the sort of female miniatures or female strong miniatures, as it were. And I want to discuss those because I think it's very relevant in mean, this term, it's just sort of this, this day and age, as it were, and how I how I like how they've sort of they've brought these out, as it were. For instance, the players themselves, let's go with players, because obviously we need to sort of address these things. The players themselves, I think, because obviously back in third edition, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know a single female player in my community or in my Warhammer store that played it was it was mainly mums and sisters that would come in and obviously drop off like drop off their brothers or sons and things like that and obviously then you know they would play and it's very sad to see or seem or to sort of say that there was an actual sort of like stereotype for players back then i mean it is now as well i think there is a stereotype but i think they're dying out and you could definitely tell because obviously obviously warren was a lot a lot younger then and obviously games workshop they they did i would i would have to say they did have a target audience for their models themselves so for instance then we'll go to the models and say like for instance i think a big one is like sisters dark elder witches but certainly like sister repentures and you know all the models like that where i mean for god's sake i mean they had they had two two different types of models for the Jakari Arch is it Archon or Archon? Basically the leader dude, the Archon who was on the actual he had like his own raider and like he sat on his throne and then he had two two female slaves. And there was two additions to those. One, which is let's just say one was censored and one wasn't. <laughs> And you could just tell that it, it was all these models were made like the witches. They were really scanly clanned, like you know they basically wore basically battle armor bikinis, basically battle bikinis. But nowadays the witches, which I've got a full set myself from Kilty, I mean their arms. You can see their arms, their heads, they're like that's the midriffs and stomachs, or you know the chest, whatever. But it's a lot more like they're actually wearing armor, so like their their legs are all plated. And normally on one side of the body, they have got like arm on one side with the shoulder and the on the arm. So it's obviously because obviously they're gladiators. They're basically they're gladiators, aren't they? So they they're armored on one side as opposed to another side. And also the repentia. Oh God, the old repentia. I remember when they came out, and that was at the end of second edition. And I mean, literally, they had what was it like loincloths? They like normally masks over their mouths, and then these space just had like either like a piece of cloth around their top of their torso basically their chest or they had a very small like it's almost like a piece of armor that just kind of came from one side and just obviously then went to, to the side but didn't cover everything and i just feel like oh god's sake you look back now i mean when i was obviously i was like oh they're cool they look really cool and all the other things but now it's just like i actually like how they've done the, the new repentant models where they're basically they're just not sisters in armor so they're just basically just wearing like i guess like fatigues underneath so they've got like they've almost got like shorts and then we've got like like a tank top, and then we've got like like shoes which are just like just over there over the tops of their feet sort of thing. So there's not like boot full boots or anything. It just like goes around their feet, no high no higher than sort of like their ankle as it were, which I find cool because obviously then you can see all like the the plugs in their arms where they're obviously they'll they'll connect to this the power armor. 
you know, if they had power armor. That, I think that just looks a lot better. And obviously a lot of them have like, like cows or masks or like they have like, but most of them are, they don't have anything on their faces as well. So I like those a lot better. And I suppose the next part would be, because obviously I want to move on to all the cool miniatures that I want to go over and, and, and sort of talk about. Warhammer themselves, so the staff and the mentality of Warhammer or Games Workshop themselves, I believe has changed. Like I said, you know, years and years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I'm sure, and I'm stereotyping here, but I think it's, I think, well, like I said, it's my opinion. I think that obviously the majority of Games Workshop and Warhammer staff or the people who run it, so obviously, you know, the people in charge were a majority male. Male, you know, and obviously they employed, you know, male writers, male, male sculptors, you know, and it's just like, it's typical in that era to be like, oh yeah, well, we'll make all the, all the female models with like tiny, tiny waists and big breasts. And it's just like, right. Okay. From my perspective now, it's yeah, nah, but you can tell that obviously now that they have changed their way. Well, to a degree, because obviously I always like to use the example that I think they need to really look at their staff at certain, in certain, in certain Warhammer stores and things like, for instance, my local one, the manager. Yeah, I think the manager, I think the manager's sexist because the way he treated my partner, Amber, when she went in to like buy something or some paints or something. Yeah, he's just really, and I've, I've seen it. I've actually seen it myself when he's talked to female players or female uh, customers you can just tell that he is just some slight, there's a slight sort of like, oh, you're female. So I have to explain that a lot better, you know, a lot more to you. It's like, dude, just fucking grow up. I mean, you know, sorry to swear, but it's just like, yeah. And that's why I fell out with him because one of the reasons why I fell out with him because the way he treated uh, Amber. And I hope Amber doesn't mind me saying this, but it's like, because obviously she's heard this many times before, she's probably bored of it. But yeah, I think that needs to be said. I think that needs to be put out there that, I think Games Workshop Warhammer need to address some older players who are still managers or staff at their stores. And yeah, they need to implement sort of more, not PC, but like they need to implement something which, yeah, they, they, you know, like that's stamped out basically. Like in every other, every other company or store or, you know, trade or whatever, you know, sort of thing. Anyway, moving on from that, what I want to really talk about is all these awesome new models, which I've seen since I've come back to Warhammer from 8th edition. So end of 7th, I didn't get into 7th at all, but eight, basically 8th going on to ninth. And I like, for instance, like all the new system models, they all look amazing. I mean, I have a small collection myself now. Obviously, Amber started for me when, when, the first, when they first dropped in 8th. And they look amazing. They look so much better than their old models, the old metal ones, where, yeah, the, the old metal ones, uh, again, small weights, big chest even if they're wearing power armor what you know those things were like almost like they were emphasized or highlighted and now they're more in proportion now so which is good and i mean i just love the style of their armor it's just so cool but then you see like they, they yeah they they kind of mirror space marines like some of them have got like scars on their faces or they've missing limbs like they've got like a bionic leg or you know a bionic like hand or arm or you know forearm and it's just like they're still the same. They still, you know, there might be females from what they look, but, you know, they're still fighting, you know, you know, in 40k, which basically it's all this war and that's it. You know, that's cool. That is awesome. And obviously then we go into things that I didn't know about. Obviously this came up a little bit earlier was Assistant Silence and they look cool as well. Basically just, I guess, classier sisters. 
Other ones I obviously want to talk about, obviously, Chaos Cultists. When they brought out when all the new Chaos Cultists they're going to bring out, but also the Cultists of the Abyss that we saw in Blackstone Fortress, they included female Cultists. Because obviously in the past, it was almost male, male, male. And so now they've got Cultists which are female, which is good. Also, sticking with Cultists, Gene Stiller Cults, obviously the new magnus model is a female i have one which i i've converted into a order xenos inquisitor which i'm painting at the moment which i find is it's a really nice model again it's not scanly clowned at all and i think it's a really good model it's it's a really nice model and you can do lots of it like i said i convert it into a crystal i've seen other when the inquisitor sort of section came out the codex came out in the white dwarf there was an there was somebody who had converted the same thing converted that model into an inquisitor female inquisitor also, other things they have the bikers, which is I can't remember the leader bikers called, but she's like the sniper, and also the saboteur as well. So the new saboteur that came out with the shadow throne box. It's a female gene stealer cultist. They're like her explosive like uh, bomb and stuff like that. It's just cool. And I think a few others we need to talk about. We need to, we need to mention obviously there's Tau. So we've got obviously will be in the the quiz itself would be obviously Commander Shadow Sun, female Xenos Tau Commander. That's a cool model. I remember the first one came out and it was like, was it resin or metal? I can't remember. But then obviously they made it, they brought out the newer one. And obviously they gave her like, you can have the, it change her head. So it's obviously, it can be like the robot head or a helmet. And obviously you can have it out, which has got like a really long, really long ponytail, which is kind of cool. And a few others, just a few honorable mentions. The other Blackstone ones, we've got like the Rogue Trader, the Preacher. So um, was it Pius Vaughan? She's a cool model. And obviously now you can use her in the new sisters battle codex ninth edition because obviously the preacher it says the default equipment loadout is what she has which is obviously a, a vindicator flamer or it is also the ranger so i can't remember her name and obviously this so she's a ranger she's a sniper isn't she and obviously rogue trader i can't remember her name <laughs> but she's got the one with the the two pistols like the two revolvers and like this servo loader so she just said the servo the servo skull which is loading her pistol for her which is it's it's an amazing model it's such a cool model and obviously a few honorable mentions obviously the aldari so Drakari. so obviously we've got the new lilith model it's a cool model again i think that one's a bit scanly clan but it's lilith she needs to show off her skin because obviously she is she has no marks on her whatsoever so she's obviously in her law She's a witch, a gladiatorex, and she she's never been cut once. She's never has a, a single wound on her. And I think to to show that is obviously to show, you know, like her arms and her midriff and her legs. So yeah, I kinda get that. And obviously Imperial Guard. We have two Imperial Guard models which I like the most, which is the the jungle fighter, which was for a it was like an exclusive miniature which was a sergeant, I think it was Sergeant Ripper Jackson or something like that. And she's got like, she's like a sergeant. She's got like, the model looks so fucking cool. It's such a cool model. I mean, she's got like a bandana on, she's got a flat jacket on, and then she's got like a bolter. And then she's got like a, I think she's got a chainsaw on her back as well. She just looks so fucking cool. She's even got a bionic leg, which is like stomping on like a tyranid like monster or like a head or, 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 or an arm or something. Such a cool model. And the other one, which is even cooler as well, is the female commissar. I can't remember it's something Rhine, Rain or Rhine. And obviously it just shows that you obviously can have a female commissar or you can have a, a male commissar either way. And she's cool. She's got, I think she's got specific rules, but obviously she's got like the cutlass, cutlass power sword. 
And I think she's got a bolt. Is it a bolt pistol? I think she's got. I think she's got a bolt pistol. But again, she's got like the chest piece. Like she's got like a chest plate for armor. Got a jacket. A, a, you know, usual commissioner jacket. Like you know, like one of the German officer jackets with the with the hat. Cool model. Cool model. Anyway, I think we've come to an end of this section. Yeah, we'll go on to the next section, which will be the quizzes with the misses, where we'll obviously talk about these models with my partner. So everyone, it's that time of the episode where we quiz my misses, the beautiful, the amazing, my my other significant other, Amber, on the quizzes with the misses. So this is, this is the quizzes intro, if Emily doesn't already know, but I'll obviously explain it for people who are new to the episode or listen to the episode, where I give my partner, Amber, four questions, and there are three possible answers. One answer is obviously correct. So it's a bit of a guessing game. However, she does have two lifelines. She has eliminate one. So she'll have eliminate one of the incorrect answers on the question. And also she has ask a friend in Discord. But sometimes, so she forfeits that and obviously has another eliminate one lifeline instead. So we normally have a subject or a sort of topic for the quiz. I asked uh, this sort of uh, coming week and we agreed on strong female characters. Well, strong female, well, basically just prominent female characters in the 40k universe. And I hope I have done justice to the females of the 40k and picking out four, I think, very sort of high characters as they were, highly known characters. We have some Imperials and we have some obviously Xenos as well. So obviously it's kind of a mixed bag. So what I'll do is I will tell you the answers for the questions one to four. So then what you can do is you can go away and obviously, or if you listen to it, you obviously can pause it, pause the podcast. And then obviously you can go and like Google or go into Warhammer website. And obviously you can look up these sort of the models. So you know what we're looking at. So obviously what I'm going to do is I give Amber the pictures of these models and she has to guess what they are. Obviously I give her the three answers and she has to guess. So in order, one to four. First of all, we have the Sisters of Battle. And we have the one and only, the Sisters of Battle Superior Commander, or Canoness Superior, Junith Ritia. Number two, we have a Tau, and we have Commander Shadow Sun. From the Ardari, or the Eldar, we have the Banshee XR, Jane Zar. And lastly, but not least, for question four, we have Inquisitor Lady Greyfax. If you want to, you can go and look at these models so you know what we're looking at. Obviously, these four obviously are very prominent female female figures in the 40k universe. And obviously, in the next section, we'll be testing Amber's skills on who they are. This is the time of the podcast where we do the quizzes with the misses. So we quiz my misses, the wonderful, the amazing, the beautiful, and she's going to look bashful, Amber. Hi, Amber. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we have to say first, don't we, that we are now recording this on your new PC that you built yourself with your bare hands. <laughs> with my bare hands. With your, yeah, with your, with your hands. And it looks pretty cool. Looking at it now, it's like blinking different colours. The fan's not on because it's cool enough. You got it, your... it is on. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I can't see it. I can't see it turning. Yeah, it's because it's so fast. Oh, cool. Cool, isn't it? And also mm. we're concurved, concaved, con, con curved. curved, curved screen, which is cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Also, I don't want to take credit for all of it because I had help building it. Y- you did, but it was more of a, 
not a mentoring. It was more like a indicated what you should do. Oh, uh, yeah. So you, but as I hope, I'm, I'm sure Ash won't mind, but like Ash said, you built it yourself. He only helped you with like a few little things. It's more telling me what to do next and where to put it, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really, really interesting to actually not just see fancy lights, but see exactly how what is there now gets there, basically. So, mm. yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And talking about, obviously, strong female, obviously you're a strong, strong woman who built your own PC. <laughs> that's the that's the title subject of our quiz. Yeah. Which I did talk around in the chat along as well. So it's actually female characters or you know, strong female characters in the 40k, as it were. Mm -hmm. So, are you happy with this? How, how how many female characters do you, do you think you know from the sort of, like, the lore? I wouldn't really say I know many. Obviously, like, I know that you use sisters, and I know there's named female characters in that. Mm. I, I don't know their actual names. Yeah, okay. But you are aware of them. You're aware that there are several. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's, so, yeah, you're aware of them, then. And obviously, you know sisters and stuff, don't you? So. Mm -hmm. Right, so shall we get to it, then? Right, so there is actually two Imperium, the first one's Sisters, and there's actually there's two Xenos ones as well, so there's Aldari, and also there's Tau as well. Oh, fancy. First one, would you like to explain the first picture? Who we describe? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying you, not, yeah, okay? I'm trying it. not to be funny. Go for it. But she has, right, so there's a lady... <laughs> Almost like on, you know, in the church and you stand, it's not a pew, it's more like a, like in cathedrals you have these where you can like stand and overlook from high up. I don't know what the actual terminology yeah. is, but she's standing in, in one of those, has two eagles, two-headed eagle thing, some fancy schmancy writing, and then a big ass gun with skeletons underneath, and she's floating. And then the lady, obviously is a sister, and um, sisters about a bean sister to battle have the worst hairstyles you can ever imagine. <laughs> so she's got like a basin cut but with white hair. And then obviously like she's cool, she's got flames coming out of the sides. Of a backpack and of shit. a backpack and stuff. But then they ruin it because they give her that. That hairstyle. Look at it. It looks like it looks, it looks like, like a like choir you, boy. It looks like a choir boy. And it looks like someone's clearly not got a nice mum that cuts their hair for them. Oh my god. You'd think, come on, you'd think at that yeah. at that level, as a sister battle, that you'd have a bit better hair. Yeah, you'd, you'd think of your appearance a bit more, wouldn't you? Well, not even that, but it's not very practical either, is it? What's the benefit of that? Yeah. Just shave it off. Just shave it off or just shave your hair. If, if yeah. we're going to go with practicality, just shave it off. Shave Be your bold. Head. Yeah. Well, there are some sisters, actually, I've got bald heads, like shaved off, or like penance or something. Less hassle. Cheaper as well. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah. it's actually good. Right, so that's that's where we're at. <laughs> that's the that's that's the... number one. <laughs> that's number one. Spacky haircuts. But what is she called? <laughs> Spacky McSpaxon. So number one is it A? Is it Morin Morin Val? That sounds Morin-y, Yeah. Is it B? Juneth Aruta, or is it C? Catherine Eliasilis. No, it's not that one. That's too wordy. It's either gonna. I think it's Juneth. She looks like a June. She looks like a June. She, looks she also like... looks like a Morven as well. Morven sounds morbid and miserable, and that's how she looks. <laughs> morbid and miserable. <laughs> oh, let's go Juneth. Come on, Juneth. You're going to go Juneth. Off we go. Okay, and it's correct. Hey. So Juneth, I can't pronounce this in the second name. I get it wrong all the time. Anyway, Juneth hmm. is a new character in, I believe it was 8th edition, so when they brought out the new characters again. um, Yeah, she is on like a pew. 
Yeah. So, or whatever it's called, like this, whatever it is. But actually, the, the story behind her, because she's a canoness superior, so she's actually higher than a canoness mm. of the Sister Martyrs. So, obviously, basically, the one so says, if you see a Sister Battle poster and they're black and red, they're Sisters of Martyr oh, okay. Lady. Almost like the Ultramarines of like the Sisters, basically. Ah. So, but she's flying on this hover, like, thing this yeah. lecture is it a lecturer is it called i think a lecturer like a lecture yeah no so not quite. basically when she became a, i think it was before she became a canoness she she was um, with some sisters and basically again basically their asses kicked basically and then but they're in a church it was like breaking down and i think it was being bombed and stuff like that mm. before they like were all like came to like you know their ends sort of thing mm. she climbed up on the on the lectern and started giving a sermon on okay. the actual lectern in the church. Oh, right. And she actually invigorated her sisters and obviously made them, like, morale boosted. And then they fought really hard and actually they won that battle. And so in the future, when she became a kind of superior, she actually took the lectern mm. and that one kind of fitted with, like, a hopper thing. And she's got, like, two flame, heavy flames underneath. And so that's why she's got that big sort of lectern thing. So she kind of hovers around on that. And oh. she, that's where that comes from. Okay. So, yeah. Just, All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, that yeah. June this day. Yeah, right. So that's number one. Number two. This is Tao. 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 Because it's white. Yep. White, spacey, space marines. <laughs> they have blue skin. Oh, blue skin. Not blue armour. No. They remind me of something, actually. I don't know what space-related film. It must be like Gungan or some, or some stuff like that. Maybe, like... actually. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that, but maybe. Gungam and Avatar collide. Basically. They had a... They had a Tao baby. Tao baby. <laughs> with very long hair. Okay, mm. so this lady. I've described basically. We, we, we don't have to say much more than that with Go the armour. It. But it's white. She's doing the typical jumping off a rock pose. Which <laughs> jumping, Warhammer t- adore. Pose. They love it. They jump love rock. that. Jump yes, off a rock. That r- bit of rock. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like... You know, I'll just jump off that very tip. Because, yeah. you know... She's got blue face, looks a bit like she's come from Avatar, but she's got really long reddish hair that's like tied in multiple places down her ponytail. Yeah, that's it really. Yeah. Yeah. I hope lots of good descriptions. Yeah, I, I mean, viewers yeah. can listen and go, yes, I can I know see exa- that. I can see that in my mind. Yeah, there you go. They're looking to see as an Avatar in a Gungan suit yeah. with a big ponytail. Yeah, that's what you need to know. There you go. <laughs> All right. Do I need to let them know about the weird? Oh, the two little drones. Drones. They're, they're just like press squad drones. Oh, so okay, they're not. The part of the model, but they're they're just like a. I think they're a shield drones or something. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about her. Okay. But who is she? She is a commander mm. of the Tau forces or the Tau Empire. But who is she? Is she Commander Longstrike? <laughs> is she Commander Farsight? <laughs> or is she or is she Commander Shadow Sun? Oh, I like Shadow Sun. That's cute. I hope it is that. I feel it's going to be Long Strike or Far Side. The ones that you don't like. Yeah. Maybe you have your lifelines if you want to use them, but obviously if you think that you don't need them, obviously. Long Strike? Far Side? Far Side sounds a bit like, you just, I don't know. Long I can strike. see far away. Yeah, I can see really. Whereas I can strike you far away. Farsight. It's the same. Long strike, farsight. Long strike, maybe something to do with the weapons. I don't know. Mm. I want to go Shadow Sun just because it, it sounds nice. Sounds cool. Sounds yeah, cool. which is, I think you've put it in there for that reason. Oh, okay. So you, you go for it, I think. Yeah. And then you can be completely wrong. It's going to be like the gay one, like Long Strike as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
you're actually correct. <gasps> Shadowson. It's actually Commander Shadowson. Oh, so, I like that. So these are all, well, actually, Longstrike, I don't think he's a commander, but he is a named character in the Tau. He's actually a, he commands a Hammerhead gunship. So oh, he's right. commander of the Hammerhead gunship. So that's why it's called Longstrike, because he commands, it's like, like a big rail rifle. It's like a big, big long okay. rifle. Okay, well, that's, that's more appropriate. Farsight, Commander Farsight, is actually the commander of the exiled Tau. Because there's two uh, different factions there's the exiles and there's the actual tau empire okay. the exiles the far stray because basically like they've they don't fully believe in the tau way because it's like the greater good and like mm. you know everyone's for everyone sort of thing and everything so when farsight sort of was exiled and took his like soldiers with him mm. commander shadow sun took over the army of the tower empire and also she doesn't like farsight she's got a, she's got a vendetta out for him and obviously the Tau Empire have a vendetta for him. And obviously, she, if she ever sees him, he has to, she has to kill him, basically, mm. or, or bring him in or something. But yes, Shadow Sun is, yeah, I think the only Tau character I can know of, named character I know of, but she is pretty cool. Mm. Also, the the Death Watch don't like her as well. The Death Watch have got, a, like, a bounty out for her. Not a bounty, but, like, if they hear wind of her, they, oh. they, they, want, they want to go and kill her. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she's a very good commander. She's a very good commander. Okay. So, yeah. Two down, 50%. Yay. Pretty good. Next one along, number three. Do you want to describe this this lady for us, please? Well, this lady's Eldar because Eldar do this pose all the time. All the time. So they have like one arm front, one arm behind, and then they're like jumping and put their legs together. Like they're dancing. And they've got loads of, she's got loads of like streamers. Streamers. Streamer bits. And tassels. Tassels and scandally dressed. Oh no, actually she's not. No, it's, it's like armor. armor. It looks like skin, but it's not. Then she's got a a mask on, which almost reminds me of like Harlequin mask. And then she's got like super almost like a mane, a red bushy hair that almost looks like a tail as well. <laughs> it's quite quite cool. And she's got like a, a weapon that's got three blades to blades it. Blades to it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she looks quite cool. I think I've seen her before, but I just can't tell you mm. what she's called. Well, I'll tell you what she is. She is actually a howling banshee. Ah, okay. So that's why she's in the pale armour. Uh, and she has the okay. screamy mask. It's the banshee mask. Yeah, that reminds me of one of our friends who still like these, I think. Yeah. Okay. okay, but who is she in the Aldari forces? Is she Iliac Nightspear? Is she Jane Zar? Mm. Or is she Morgan Ra? Heard of the last one or something similar to that before? Mm. I want to go A. You look nice, Spear. Yeah, but then you're looking at me funny. It no, it's like fine. Just... Gonna laugh. No, not um, at all. Maybe I'll eliminate one because I haven't Ooh. used any yet. Eliminate. Okay, we're actually going to eliminate Night Spear. Oh. <laughs> I'll go C then. C Morgan Ra. Yeah. Morgan Ra. You find answer. Yeah. Are you really sure? No. No. It's incorrect. Uh, it is Jane Zar. All these are named characters from the Aldari. Okay. Night Spear, I think she, she he is actually a, I think he's just a commander of, uh, or, a, or a patriarch, I thought something like whatever they have, but like, Morgan Ra is actually the exarch of the Reapers. Oh, okay. They have the big guns. Yeah. And obviously then Jane Zar is the, actually the exarch of the Howling Banshees. Mm. So she's like the one in charge of her howling banshees so she goes around all like the Eldari places and mm. and recruits and trains her howling banshees and she has a vendetta against um is it drew drew Zar, 
basically the incubi dark eldar sort of exile okay. for the incubi the ones with big swords mm. and her weapons and armor are all artifacts of like thousands of years ago but her, I can't, they're given different names but the spear is like an, like a really is it a for it's like a forged weapon from ancient mm. like eldar times but her three-pronged blade is actually like a throwing star it's a giant throwing star which she can throw okay and also she can catch it without it doing damage to her because it's obviously it's like imprinted to her sort of thing so mm. she didn't do her any damage but yeah she's crazy because she's killed a lot of things <laughs> right last one yeah she looks like an inquisitor <sighs> just because i know how much you like inquisitors and she looks like other inquisitors like eisenhorn style yeah so yeah she she's got the kind of like it's not a top hat what's it i like that isn't it like yeah it's like a witch hunter hat isn't it yeah like a witch hunter hat she's got a monocle monocle she's got quite cool armor actually yeah power armor salas power armor and then a crossbow yeah and then she's got like because warhammer don't realize how impractical heels are they've given her heels (laughs) (laughs) so you know badass female can't be badass without heels without heels yeah yeah but yeah she looks really cool and you are correct she is an inquisitor (laughs) so yes you got that right straight away but which Inquisitor is she? Is she a Inquisitor Carter Or is she Inquisitor Draxus? Or is she Inquisitor Grafax? Oh, I've heard of Grafax, but I don't I'm not sure if it's a... I have a role. Eliminate another one? Yeah. Okie dokie. I'll do another role for you. I'm going to eliminate Inquisitor Carter So number A. So Draxus or Greyfax? I've heard of Greyfax, that's going to bother me. You don't have this one, this Inquisitor, do you? I do, actually. Do you? Did I bite you? No, I think I've got it myself. Oh, okay. Oh, it's really annoying. (laughs) Draxus. I'm sure sure it's Lady Greyfax, though, as well. Or something Lady. I don't know. I think I'm making it up now. I thought Draxus was the other Inquisitor that you have. Could be. The bold lady. Yes, that is another female Inquisitor. Oh, she is. Oh, you've you've done it where you've put her in this one, haven't you? And I'm not going to be able to know who it is. <laughs> oh, it's definitely... One of these is definitely the other one. The bold maybe, one that I maybe. bought for you. Yes, maybe. Because you've been painting her this week. You've been painting part of her this week. I'm sure you have. No, I'm painting my converted Inquisitor. Oh, okay. But she's on my list to be next sort of thing. So. Oh, this is going to annoy me if I get it wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to picture the box, and I'm sure, I'm sure that is Draxus, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> this is what happens when I pay attention. Or when you don't pay attention. No, I did. I remember buying her and things, because she's got, she, we've had her in the quiz before as well, I'm yep. sure, and she's got, like, the little dragon on her. Yeah. And I remember buying her thinking, oh, she's quite cool, actually. I don't mind buying this. It's not lame space marines not lame space marines oh, i'm gonna have to go grey facts because if i don't and it's that i'm gonna kick myself oh are you sure no no really... you're like 50 yeah. 50 aren't you yeah. oh. it is grey facts is it the other one is drag oh let's see <laughs> pay attention Choice. <laughs> and you were correct she is lady grey facts as well oh, I deserve double points for Oh, that. really? Okay. Yeah. Look at me listening yeah, to Yeah, so, yes, in Crystal Lady Greyfax, that is her. So I do have her, which is at the very back of my shelf of shame. Okay. So I did start painting her, because she's an order hereticus inquisitor, 
she's kind of been pushed to the back when all the other Ordo Xenos Inquisitors have been pushed to the front. Okay. So Draxis, my converted one, etc. So she's cool. I like her actually. Yes, she is a cool character. She actually helps with Saint Celestian and the other dude, the Crowler, or his name is, and he actually they actually help. They're the ones that help resurrect Rebuta Gilliman, Primarch of the Ultramarines. Oh, okay. She was captured by uh, Necrons and she was put into, I can't remember his name, the guy with the, all the, like the museum of all people. And she's actually had a, a Necron a scarab, mine scarab on her, okay. but she had it removed and she went after the Necron to kill her. <laughs> I mean, she killed her. Oh, wow. But yeah, she's a very zealous, very Puritan Inquisitor. She's a very good Psyker, but normally a defensive Psyker. So she's good at denying the witch than actually doing like oh, okay. as well. And yeah, and okay. I recently, everyone might know from the, the podcast, if anybody who knows 4K, she was actually voiced by... Oh, Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Yeah, I remember you talking. I think that's why I remember as well. Yeah. I remember you listening to an audiobook and she yep. she was in it. Yep. Yeah. So that's great fact. But yeah. it was really strange to listen to her because she it was, was, it was like... speaking quite proper. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's very just British. Been, yeah, very British. Yes. Yeah. But yes, that is great fact. So, Three out of four. That's what I don't see. You know, you ladies of the 40k universe. I do indeed. Excellent. Well done. I really enjoyed that one, actually. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy them all, but I, I do like it when there's like quite it's good like... characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was really fun. Cool. Well, thank you very much for taking part in another Quizzes with the Mizzes. You are very welcome. And obviously, we'll close off quite a long time. <laughs> but yes, obviously, as usual, thank you for being on the show every week. Well, every week, every episode. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as usual, Thanks everyone for listening. And obviously, if you want to get in touch with me still, I can email, which is me, myself, and 40k at gmail.com. Me, myself, 40k, well, me, myself is just all one word, and is A and D, and 40k is 40k. And it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from Amber. Bye. See you in that episode on me, myself, and 40k. Bye.